The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. The only thing that might be stuck in your head right now is the fact that we're going live with episode 91 of WAIT! Did I roll a wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol Puh Vlog. I am Tim. You may recognize me from uh, episode 91 of Wait, Did I Roll a Wild, your Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog. The only time and only episode I've ever said that whole sentence correctly. Wow. Yeah, not trying to brag or nothing. Pretty big deal. But tonight starts our year in review for Marvel Crisis Protocol. We started it last year. This is the second annual year in review for MCP, where we are going to go over all of the changes that have happened through this past year, what it, has, what it has meant to us, what it has potentially meant to you, and what it has changed as far as the narrative goes, and as far as our uh, mouthfeel of MCP as a whole. No. We're going like to go over a little bit about some of the <laughs> upcoming events that are coming up that we talk about every week, but... You know what I mean? There's always more information happening as far as those things are concerned. We're also going to touch on the game that Brian Watson and I played this past Monday on uh, Oh Yeah, The Power Phase, uh, our live battle report uh, stream every Monday night right here on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash professional casual network. And uh, just in case you were unaware, uh, Brian Watson is someone that we met at the Atlantic City Open. Uh, Frontline Gaming's uh, New Jersey-based uh, convention. Uh, he was the TO there. Uh, super, super great guy. Runs a really tight ship. Really I like, like him. Yeah, really like him quite a lot. He's a local, uh, relatively, for one of our favorite people, Mr. Dylan Dyer, as well as the TO for the Midgard Games LVO qualifier that we covered in August. And with the TO of Everwinter, which is the December downtown Boston convention, which is going to have one of the last few, if not the absolute last, LVO qualifier this year on the weekend of December 10th in downtown Boston. If you want more information on that, the place to check it out is wickeddicey.com. You can get tickets to the event, find out the hospital, or not the hospital, well, maybe the hospital information, but also the hotel information. They are moving to a new, bigger, better, beautiful uh, X-Men Blue venue, and uh, we'll be there covering the action and one of those last few LVO qualifiers before we head to Vegas for LVO. Vegas! 
Now, this past week, I have been talking a lot to Mr. Omnis Protocol himself, Charles. Charles. Uh, who has an absolute ton of stuff planned, as well as Tyson for LVO. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people helping him out, including Mr. Brian Watson and uh, one of our favorite people, one of the first people that we've we kind of ever really uh, connected with in the MCP podcast space, uh, Alexa White. Oh, is going to be nice. there as well. I'm actually very excited to meet her in person finally after lots of uh, uh, of guest starring on Elite Showdown or me on uh, the Morlocks or you on the Morlocks and uh, Danny and, and Danny. Yes, I was going to be on, and then Lexa had computer issues and lost the episode. It was probably just the sound tier. sound of your voice, but I, I'm what just trying to take the trying to put it on us you know what i mean we're self-deprecating here have you ever never seen elite eight showdown <laughs> but this is an elite eight showdown it could be dan oh, and it will be introducing me finally <laughs> oh yeah and <laughs> in the seat next to me is uh did i introduce myself <laughs> in a weird roundabout way like double introduced yourself all right sweet so uh once again in this chair my name's tim france because <laughs> <laughs> i thought you did a whole troy mcclure thing because you were like Oh. So you may have seen me, so I was trying to come up with the one who was like, and I'm Dan Cole, you might have recognized me from Glasses, a retrospective. You may remember me, Tim France, from Adepticon 2022, as well as LVO 2023, don't forget ACO 2022, and also all of the other stuff we've done this year. Um... But yeah, so uh, we're we're kicking off. Listen, next week is Thanksgiving. We're going to be off next week, just so you all know. Ravens guard. Also, what's up? Um, you're too busy watching football next week. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, thank you, Big Chuck. Uh, as uh, as as one of the only people on this network, Tim France, the only person to drive fourteen. Actually, Chuck, I appreciate you trying to discount me a little bit there. Uh, hours straight both ways no help just one stop at sheets only on the way back uh, i don't need that gratification on the way there to adepticon but this year at adepticon uh there's going to be a whole lot in store not only is there going to be worlds for star wars legion uh there's also going to be some massive 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 events for armada and x-wing it's mm -hmm. also going to be the first place ever ever you can get your hands on star wars shadow point for demos. Yeah, that is super exciting. I really hope to to get a lot of a lot of good stuff there. There there's going to be a lot of times while we are covering all of the MCP action at Adepticon that you will see one of us leave to go play Shatterpoint for a little while <laughs> while other people cover what's going on. Um in addition to all those things, there was also an announcement this week that I I may have slipped up with last week uh, on the show, but the worthy now officially going to be at Adepticon. So for yeah. you Dylan Dyers out there, for you Charles Shaw's out there, for you Taylor William Hoyts out there, for you his whole name Daniel J Coles, for you Tyson's, uh, for all of you that put together incredible models. There is one place to get recognized for it, and that is going to be. The Worthy, which will be live at Adepticon next year. If you haven't gotten your tickets for that yet, the place to go do that is Adepticon.com. But maybe it's org. I forget. But Dan, hmm? 
Not to be confused with regular Dan. Mm. We're here to talk about a bunch of Marvel Crisis Protocol. Well, I love talking about Marvel Crisis Protocol. Very specifically, one of the ways we always start the show is with hobby thoughts. Hobby. Have you hobby this week? And if so, who is your daddy and what does he do? Uh, no, not this week. Dan! I know. You're like our person for that since Chuck quit. To be fair, I did have surgery and wasn't really... Yeah, last week. Yeah, a week ago. You you had last week off from hobbying. Uh, yeah. This week was all should have been all about That's hobbying. That's what you asked in the last week. No. Fair. I played a lot of Final Fantasy VII Remake, replaying that since I couldn't really get off the couch for a few days. Mm. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, I did you did... do anything different on this playthrough than your last playthrough? I'm not sure because it's been like two years since I played it. So it I'm not sure been. exactly. I'm not sure how many things are that that you could do that differently. What an what an early pandemic special that was for right? both you and I. We're, we're oh both gosh. kind of playing that and uh, having a good time with it. My son loves it. He's always like, you want to play the Final Fantasy game? And I was like, yeah. Uh, my son also enjoys it, but in a different way where he can actually play the game. So, uh, he plays it poorly and doesn't read anything and Uh. doesn't care about the story. So he just gets to boss fight sometimes where he says, dad, can you beat this for me? And then I look at his build and I'm like, what is this? This is what I have to work with. Remember you tell me about that. You're like, why do you have one piece of material on Barrett and nothing on Aerith? How am I supposed to do this? What am I supposed to do here? You have no healing. No wonder you're, 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 you're getting KO'd in every, every round, every boss fight. You know, three HP up material on each character. Uh, What are you doing? He's got all guard block. What are you even doing with that? I don't even know how to use that. I've beaten the game twice. Like It's one of the... I'm trying to get more into the battle system where I'm, I, I'm definitely better at it than the first time I played through. A couple of the bosses that gave me a lot of trouble last time were like, no no problem. The beh- uh, behemoth was like, yeah, whatever. Last time that almost killed me. So it was pretty fun. Uh, listen, Chuck is one of the smartest people I know if you are paying attention to this show live. Um, listen, he's he's got me pegged. But <laughs> you're not supposed to call that out. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. One of you. But yeah, so I haven't gotten to do too much hobbying. Um, just... Because, like, sitting up at the table to paint was not doable for a few days, at least. Uh, I recently got the Sentinels to, like, tabletop standard. Nice. Because we got to use the, the affiliation a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, With the the New Mutant scheme, mm-hmm. blue and silver, which I'm pretty happy with. I just need to actually finish them now. Um, and been playing some other games as well at the local store during the week. Nice. I haven't gotten to paint anything else yet, but put some things together. Does that local store have a name? Yeah, that would be Bearded Dragon Games. Oh, cool. Do they have a website? Yeah, you could totally go to BeardedDragonGames.online and get whatever. What? What is there? Listen, I don't want to pay retail, though. Is there a way I could avoid that? Absolutely. Uh, you can pre-order things, especially for MCP. We got Blob and Pyro up there. We got the Wolverine and Sabretooth Rivals pack. Uh, don't have to use any code or anything for that. Get 15% off when you pre-order. Whoa, 15% <laughs> off? Not even using a code? Pretty Dan, easy. go on. If you do use a code, though, you can use PCME10 mm. to get 10% off. Nice. Everything else. 
That's super cool. That's that's a, a lot of great information I have, Dan. Thank you. So much great information. Um, as far as hobby stuff this week, you know that I always uh, not necessarily phone it in for hobby stuff because it's heavily delegated for me. But it's not even phoning it in. You're like, eh, I didn't do anything. Yeah, sometimes I straight up lie and say I do things that I intended to do but didn't do, but then <laughs> get around to doing, and then I use it for next week's news as well. But <laughs> this week, all the secrets this week. This week, I moved a table. What? Yeah, that's right. Table? I can't know how to hear more about tables, but... Got it. It took a lot. (laughs) That took a lot of effort. But I moved uh, a dining room table down to my basement this week. Uh, That is going to be my my new uh, priming, painting, dry brushing, and slap chopping spot. Slap chop station. So now, now I have it. The one thing I, I feel you need to do if you are into hobbying at all, and it, it seems like a task, is to start removing barriers. Yeah. When you think at the end of the day or at the start of the day, or even to your friends at your LGS or in a Discord or whatever it is, <laughs> What are the excuses you constantly tell people or that you constantly feel in why you aren't painting, aren't assembling, and aren't getting through your, you know, gray plastic backlog? Mm -hmm. And it has, you know, I'm trying to get a head start on my my, uh, 2023 New Year's resolutions by removing the barriers now to prevent me from having those barriers next year. Okay. So I'm setting up my own little paint shop. Down cellar in the basement. Slap, chop, chop. Yeah, I work out there. Uh, That's where all my weight stuff and my exercise stuff is. So I might as well do my resting periods, priming, painting, and dry brushing. Will that work out? Literally no idea. (laughs) But I would like to think it would. It's a great plan. In theory, yeah, it's spot on. Spot on. It's like really good. Yeah. On paper. Correct. Like Thor. (laughs) (laughs) but no i i like that idea having a dedicated space to do the hobby can really help yes um i don't have that right now i used to but it's behind uh the wall that has your cot and bucket yep um and the wall is blocking it and now so i just have like a little uh travel tray for paints and brushes and whatever models i'm working on typically i take to the the kitchen table yeah so it's just kind of like my my biggest wall for doing that is just motivation. Yeah. Like, do I feel like painting? Because right. like, there are times where I can force it, where it's like, okay, I definitely want to use this model Monday on all the other power phase, so I want to at least get you know it base coated and maybe some washes on it. But then it's like, once I get it, I have this problem where once I get it to that point, now I'm like, well, I mean, it's good enough yeah. for stream, right? So like, what else am I supposed to do with it? And like, I want them to look nice, but it's, it's finding that motivation to put that extra effort in. Like, I've already spent an hour on this model. Sentinels more because they're just so big. But like, do I want to put another three, four or five hours to make it look decent? Or is this good enough? Hmm. And finding the motivation to take those extra steps can be difficult. It can be. A- absolutely. If there's a, a, a place that you would like to go, maybe for some tactical information, to be able to start executing on your plans for models, very specifically painting and basing, there's actually a very good spot for it. Mr. Dylan Dyer, Dr. The D, um, 
has provided us with actually a whole bunch of, uh, of blogs that are up on professionalcasual.com that tell you very straightforwardly exactly how to get the most out of the time and effort that you are spending on your models. Ooh. And he did a very good job there. And it's one of uh, very realistically, one of the things that's really motivated me, someone who has literally never actually painted a full model before uh, to start taking the steps to getting that done. Yeah. Um, really appreciate uh, Dr. D and really appreciate the blogs that he is uh, writing for the network. If you are curious or interested or have some uh, experience or frame of reference on things that you would like to provide to the community for Marvel Crisis Protocol, please hit us up. Tim at professionalcasual.com is a great place to send an example of a blog or maybe some ideas you have. We are paying for that as well. One of the massive things about our Patreon at patreon.com slash professional casual is that the, the funds that come in from that help us buy equipment, help us replace equipment, which unfortunately is heavily, heavily needed right now. All of a sudden, it's a bunch of stuff at once. It's 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 a little overwhelmingly recently. But um, please consider uh, supporting us there. We really appreciate that. It allows us to, to do the things that we do, provide coverage from conventions and larger tournaments, as well as be here every week and uh, and stream every week. Um, Really appreciate all of you that help support us there and also right here on Twitch. Literally every single one of you impacts us greatly, and I couldn't thank you enough. But <sighs> painting mm. is still this huge wall. It's your white whale. It really is. And uh, there's no amount of money that you can spend on stuff, too. I bought an extra brushes. I bought the Army Painter like speed paint set. I like, heard those are really good. I, I yes, I also agree. I went to a store to go buy the uh, it's not Gracier, but it's the equivalent of Gracier for Army Painter uh, to be able to dry brush for that slap chop method. And uh, I, I ended up, you know, having to go a whole roundabout way to get what I was looking for. But like that's the story. Of your life. <laughs> it really is. There's there's nothing that's simple uh, for Never. Tim for Tim the France, but. Listen, we, we get her done anyway, and uh, 2023 is going to be considered the year that Tim painted. <laughs> I love that phrasing, because it could just be once. It could. It could. <laughs> it could. painted something. And I'm okay with that, and that's actually kind of what I'm banking on. That's so it's good. It's just like, listen, I did it in 2023. I never have to do it again. It's not the year Tim paints, like, continuously. Nope. It's, it's the year he painted. It's the year I, it's the year I painted. <laughs> there was one a uh, couple years ago, I started a list of all the things I painted that year, mm. which was kind of good for motivation because it was like, I just want to make that list grow. Um, I, I, get, I didn't continue it the whole year. I kind of forgot about it after a while. Um, I actually started a list on my phone. I remember I had it written. I remember it was on the wall in the old like game slash store room uh, of the house before everything got moved to the basement here. I had it on paper then on 2020 I was uh keeping track as well. Hmm. I got all the way to September actually. Nice. Which is a pretty good list. So one of the really cool things that that actually Big Chucks very specifically did last year was on the Discord um got kind of a group going that was like listen it's 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 uh it's the end of the year let's get what we said we were going to do this year done. 
we still have the channel up in the Discord. Uh, I feel like in his memory, in his spirit, once again, RIP drop off and Big Chuck, we, I, it would be the time <laughs> to reinvigorate that. And listen, starting right now, today is November 17th. 17th. If you are listening to the podcast version, it came out on November 22nd. 22. You have a little over a month to get done whatever it was you said you were going to do this year. It's like a year-end resolution. I want to resolve this before yeah. the year's done. The year-end resolution. Yeah, year-end. 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 Resolution. The no, resolution. No breathing. <laughs> Now's the time to start. Some might say it was January, but nope, it's actually now. <laughs> well, it's the year-end resolution. Similar. You didn't do it all year. You've got a little time left. Do it. Similar to financial planning and planting trees. The best time to do that was yesterday. The second best time is now. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's get done our backlog. There are models you have wanted on the table. There are models that you've put on the table that are not even primed or just primed. Between now Ugh. and December 31st is when we're going to get that stuff done. We're going to do it as a group and we're going to do it on the Discord. I love it. What's your plan, Tim? What's your year-end resolution? Rend. I said and committed to painting that Sentinel Spiderhead bot <laughs> on stream. You did. And then I worked till 9 p.m. that night. Uh, you got, uh, uh, what's the word, abducted by your work partner. Correct. It happens, Again. It happens a lot. Again. Uh, a lot. And uh, that is that is the one thing. There, there are very few things painting-wise that I have said I was going to, like, amicably just 100% that I was going to do. That is something I have to do before the end of the year. Have to do. Uh, the Sentinels as a whole... I have given Taylor pretty much everything that I have outside of Baron Strucker and the Sentinels. Those are the things that I have to complete before year's end. Wow. Sentinel head, Baron Strucker, and the Sentinels. Yeah. Sentinel, Sentinel spider bot. Sentinel spider bot. Baron Strucker. Baron Strucker. He's not too bad. Nope. And then the Sentinels. But once again, I've never painted a model before. <laughs> it's a tall order for... I am terrified. But uh, you have to you have to lead by example. To be fair, doing the spider set the Sentinel spider bot first will give you a good idea of how you want to paint the Sentinels. It'll give you some practice. Yeah. Depending on which colors you go with. Are you going like classic purple and blue, uh, whatever it is? Or are you going like I've, mango Sentinel? I've actually been very clear at what I'm going to paint my Sentinels as. I can't as. remember. Uh, listen, I know. I know. Shout out to Danny. I just, I don't know how you do it. I don't, but, <laughs> I don't remember anything. But I am going to be doing the Marvel versus Capcom style of Sentinel, which is the same colors, the purple and blue, but reversed. Oh, uh, okay. So blue head, purple torso. So you get some practice doing that. Mm -hmm. Purple. Well, purple you said blue. blue head. Yeah. Purple torso. So what are their hands for the spider bot? Uh, I don't know. Well, so yeah, so I might not keep the same color scheme for the spider bot. Fair. But it has to be done. It has to be done before year's end. And it has to be all of them. I have two modes. Uh, go big or never go home because I'm too busy going big. <laughs> and 
I'm just so busy going big. Yeah, I just, you know, so I'm I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen before the end of the year. And then 2023 will be the year Tim paints because he got that barrier out of the way. He broke down that wall and he got it done. Wow. But what? that's not the only thing that's happening between now and the end of the year, Dan. What else is happening? We're also going to be doing a little segment over the next few weeks called MCP 2022. A year in review. A year in review. It has been just about one year since Atomic Mass Games has released their 2022 card update. It impacted the game heavily. It was significant. It brought down the outliers. It brought up the underliers. And it made real champions out of people that and, and characters and cards and models that were a little underwhelming at first. It really brought, it was the great equalizer. It was what some might say, the snap of MCP as a whole. Snap that smiles back. It brought balance to all things. Now, for week one of 2022, a year in review, and for this year in review series, we are going to talk about everything that has come out since that card pack last year, which was probably the biggest sweeping overall change to the game as a whole since its release. First off, here's the metrics we are going to be going by. How did the narrative to that affiliation, character, or tactics card change? Did it become stronger or weaker as a whole? Did it become more rewarding to play? And did it become Viable, virile as a whole. Dan, you and I have gone back and forth a little bit uh, over the last little while talking about the things that like rang true in our head like immediately. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for both of us, I think, spoke volumes, right? As soon as you mentioned this idea, it was like, well, Guardians, obviously. Right. Um, And it's not that that's even like low hanging fruit or like the obvious choice, because I still feel it's it's very still slept on Uh, when I was at when I was at Nashcon this year, uh, one single person out of like the top 10 was playing Guardians Hmm. and he was a constant competitor the entire time I played against him Um, and he trucked me uh, straight trucked capital T trucked. And there are characters from the update group very specifically that got a huge, very, very, very nice overhaul that was heavily needed. Gamora got a pretty solid buff out of that as well. Uh, More stamina is always good. And stealth. Yeah, she got a huge upgrade. What I find really interesting about Groot is that he got an upgrade and a nerf at the same time, and he's still just better. His ranged increase on his builder, but then his it's the healing can only be used once a turn. Correct. So like you can't just heal to full if you have enough power, yep. but he's he still got to upgrade overall and is a solid three threat. And I, I think one of the huge cool things about MCP as a whole is characters increase and decrease in value over time based on the other characters that are coming out. Mm hmm. Uh, I saw some heavy, 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 heavy play with Groot against Malekith, who, when he first arrived on the scene, was an absolute terror. 
people were like, this is this is the end of the game. And I think it's been months since anyone has <laughs> even uttered that. Right. But yeah. Once we saw his card, there was a lot of doom saying, and after yes. people got some experience, you take him out with Sabretooth and Mystique, mm-hmm. you know, can one two punch him. <laughs> yeah. We learned. But I, I see Groot as a big counter to that with I am Groot and And being Groot able to throw and... size four characters medium. Ugh. When your Malekith becomes your biggest asset and all of a sudden the thing that's being thrown into your Sam Wilson <laughs> Captain America, uh it's it's a very different vibe very quickly. Ouch time. Yep, 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 yep. But <laughs> So, Dan, outside of Guardians, are there any affiliations that stuck out to you as completely reworked, rearranged, or now exciting to you based on either the 2022 card pack or the releases that have happened in the last year? I think after Guardians, one that got, I want to say an overhaul, but got new life um, by just one pack release Asgard. Yeah. Had a huge buff with Heimdall and Scourge. Mm-hmm. Scourge is interesting because he he seems like kind of, at first he seems like just another Asgardian, but for a three threat, he brings such a different toolkit to the table than Valkyrie. Yeah. That he's great. Um, having that throw is awesome, aggressive. His attacks can be brutal, especially if you're bleeding already. So he works really well with Hela. And then Heimdall was just... Heimdall was another one where people thought he was going to break the game. Yeah. Every, he was going to be splashing to every list out there imaginable. Uh, and he still can be, but he really helped to make Asgard more viable, mm-hmm. as you're saying. Like, helps make Thor himself more viable with because he's so dice dependent. Having rerolls at all really improves his stack. Yeah. And it was just Asgard needed some new life into them. Um, even just two models made it a huge difference. Well, yeah, it, it brought down the threat curve as a whole, right? There was only one three-threat character in Asgard yeah. before this release, and then it tripled that with both Scourge and Heimdall both being three-threat. And one of the one of the big things in that card pack that changed was Doomed Prophecy became Asgardian only. characters only. Yeah, that was a big deal because that was taken all over the place and was kind of abused, making yeah. only Asgard was like, it dropped off the face of the planet until those guys came out, helped bring it back up. I'm trying to think of what other cards came with them besides um, Scourge's Weapons of Midgard. I was going to say Weapons of Midgard like, immediately. There was another one, wasn't there? There was. No, I can't remember. Um, to me, my executioner, which allowed... <laughs> oh, uh, right. I thought... Which allowed a teleport for Scourge. I just... thought you were joking at first. No. <laughs> No, no. When you first started the sense, I was like, "Oh yeah, weapons of Midgard." Remember? Um, but then, of course, said, I remember that one, right? Uh, but yeah, the the bodyguard of Scourge who can teleport effectively to Enchantress from halfway across the board. I always forget about it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's a nice one. Now, granted, a lot of more synergy within the yes. affiliation that way, and and kind of not balanced out, but like made up for the fact that like Enchantress just received a little bit of a tweak in that card pack. Yes. Yes. Which, she got some much needed tweaks. It was needed. Yeah. I, I don't feel that was off base at all. Again, she had some things that could easily be abused that were mm-hmm. creating negative play experiences for opponents of Enchantress, which I fully support changing that up. It, it was a Correct. lot of like just once per turn instead of once per character type thing was huge for that. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I think Asgard got new life, new excitement yep. with those characters. I'd love to see another pack this year with like Sif, Warriors 3. Oh, there's a lot. Beta Ray Bill, obviously. Yeah! Like there's a lot Beta of Ray choices Bill. we can have to, to expand that a little bit more. Because all I feel like every affiliation benefits from just a little bit of expansion. Mm-hmm. They don't all have to be Avengers or Cabal. Correct. You know, they don't need a million characters, but... You know, I think eight is a good spot for most affiliations to give you some choice. You can take them all in a roster, then a couple splashes. Or if you're just not a big fan of whatever character, then you don't have to include them. But you need room for Bullseye at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. So like, yeah. And you got one other. You know what I mean? That you can splash in there now. Lizard, right? Mm, Basic boy. I was going to say Honey Badger. I, I like Honey, Honey Badger. Badger. Another two. <laughs> yeah. If the affiliation doesn't have its own. Uh, natural two threat thrown in a couple of those hydra bomb huge. yeah every time <laughs> um toad toad i mean toad toad has seen a ton of play we know that toad as a whole is a very heavily taken character um and that that, that card pack removed a koye from that top spot and put toad there instead that's true because she lost a couple things yeah again needed little tweaks yeah but speaking of toad Brotherhood is another affiliation that got huge buffs over this year. Most again, mostly in um, affiliation expansion with Juggernaut. We Juggernaut finally got we got Rogue, yep. Gambit, Colossus. Like the, I mean, Juggernaut and Rogue were the two big ones, but they got a lot more options. Yeah, uh, in just a couple of weeks, we'll have Pyro and Blob that everybody's been asking for from as yes. soon as X Men were in the game. Uh, they got a, a lot of life breathing to them. Brotherhood very well. specifically is going to start 2023 very strong. Yeah. Very strong. Um, the addition of Pyro adds a lot of what Brotherhood was missing. And Blob is Blob. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but uh, nothing can move him. I have heard that nothing can move the Blob. Um, he also uh, belly flops on people from range and has a place. Right. So like, I cannot wait for that pack. I guess so I don't my, know what else you need. My year-end resolution is to get my rival's uh, Dr. Octopus painted because I assembled him weeks ago. Yeah. Shout out to Tomb Raven Games. Yes. I got um, the Adirondacon. Mm-hmm. And and then to definitely get uh, all the December releases painted before the end of the year. Pyro Blob, Logan the Wolverine, and Sabretooth Apex Predator, and the motorcycle. That's a lot. Once again, if you are looking for a place to send your motorcycle, <laughs> the place for that is P.O. Box G. That's G as in golly. That's a lot of motorcycles. West Oneonta, New York, 13861. Please do not send motorcycles there if you actually want to use your motorcycle. I only want excess motorcycles that will be unloved, as I will love them and will do incredible things with them, probably by 2026, 2027 at the latest. But (laughs) I do want to address one thing in chat. People are saying uh, for Guardians Rocket got a buff with his nimble rule so he can't be hurt by collisions no at collisions all at all which is was the, the best thing about it was there was like a blog post about it or something where amg said the main thing for that was people would constantly just throw Groot into rocket and take him out and yeah. it was like oh man i wish i'd ever thought of that <laughs> and now i can't 
that that was a huge benefit to Guardians. I think the biggest was winging it tokens as a whole. The affiliation ability for that affiliation changed pretty drastically. Oh, I needed it so bad. And it, and it did, and it did very well. Yes, it, it it's feels, a good affiliation ability now instead of the worst. It, it is. Listen, if you don't roll three to six skulls per roll like I do, it's probably one of the best affiliation abilities out there. <laughs> Didn't you have a roll on Monday that was just three skulls? Yeah. And you're like, well, can't use a strategic genius on that one. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a defense <laughs> roll. Guess what? All the damage went through. <laughs> sure did. Uh, but yeah, the 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 way that the Guardians of the Galaxy affiliation changed was was pretty monumental. So instead of having to sacrifice a tactics card, which has become more and more important over time, yeah. you just get three tokens. Every round, you place them on whoever you want, and they can roll two. They can re-roll two dice on attacks, on defense, on dodges. Solid, stellar. Yeah, it just became like, and it was one you're going to use it every turn. Yeah, I, I'm not the biggest fan of leadership abilities that don't work all the time. Always, yep. like, um, have you ever heard a plan from Star Lord? Because <laughs> I think it's incredibly spot on it's got 12 percent of a plan it, yeah is it better attacks i don't know could be is it better defenses ah probably i do you need to dodge something somebody threw at you i mean just wing it is someone throwing yeah, a card way. yeah sure <laughs> yeah so good uh i think kind of ironically with brotherhood getting uh, a little uh, buff new life at the same time x-men did as well mm -hmm. with gambit and rogue colossus yeah. but then also magic x23 honey badger like a lot of people x-men are, are constantly ones we see tons of at events people yeah. love x-men yep i think a lot of that is just people love x-men in general that and the x-men gold storm's ability is very strong hers is really good yep i think a lot of people lament a lot of a few of the x-men stats mm -hmm. but i think as an affiliation they're still good yeah they're they are a, yep. a uh you know well-loved affiliation well, and there's regardless of some of their negatives, uh, but there are characters like Magic that are taken in a lot of other affiliations because yes. they they do fill a very specific role for affiliations that don't necessarily have access to it. Uh, teleports, being able to teleport allies or foes with uh, Journey Through Limbo, as well as heavy access to only Mystic and Energy attacks, mm -hmm. are is sometimes very solid. Well, just the other day against Brian, he took uh, Magic and a Wakanda list to add some teleports and Mystic specifically. And it worked very well for him. Very well for him. Yeah, Magic was one that when we first read the card, I remember we were a little disappointed that she wasn't just a more powerful character, but she has a really good role. So she fulfills her role really well. She does. She's a she's a really good three threat. She gets a lot of work done all over the place. She's an anti-mage mage. So against mystic attacks, she can uh, do the Doctor Strange thing oh, where right. turns wilds into blanks and stuff like that. So good. Um, in addition to also being heavily energy and mystic based. Yep. She's uh, the old anti-mage mage. I like it. Mm -hmm. Anti-mage mage. Uh, not only that, uh, you know how much we love incinerate here oh it's our favorite and having a tactics card that could teleport someone like an enemy juggernaut away and also incinerate them is awesome goodbye or 
teleport an incredibly nuisanced uh, Steve Rogers into a dog pile of your own team. <laughs> also incinerated. Also great. Uh, yeah, I love that was Journey Through Limbo. Mm-hmm. Such a good one. I think last time I used her was with a, the first time I tried Convocation recently. Yeah. And I think it was the only one, the only card I had that day that I didn't get a chance to use. I think you either took her out too soon or just didn't really come up kind of thing. But it, it has a lot of potential. There's a lot of good stuff there. And fits the narrative heavily, right? Where, where Limbo is the neutral ground. It's not an offensive card. It's not a defense card. It's... All of it. Yeah, right? It it, it it takes up that entire middle spot. That card reminds me of someone else who got a big buff, which helped uh, Midnight Suns a little bit, Defenders a little bit, but Ghost Rider. Yeah. His improvements were pretty needed, and he's just a tank beat stick now. And it's, he yeah. got kind of gross, but I don't see him often. I hate facing him. And yeah, I face him often, it oh. feels like. I, he's like just powerful enough. To, he's like, I feel like he's on the edge of being a negative play experience for your opponent, but he's not, not quite there because he has obvious drawbacks. Yeah. But does he though? Because you can just attack him and try to defeat him, and then he just comes back because Wong's on the table too. <laughs> well, I mean, if somebody takes away his hell on wheels, it. it not as good. That's true. So I will say, as far as tournament settings go as a whole, uh, I think people should implement what we implement here on Oh Yeah, the Power Phase, where, uh, you know, you can affect the game, take away superpowers, uh, not innates, but everything else. Yeah, that was, uh, oof. You can take away. But uh, James Russell, just uh, gonna... when you said Ghost Rider, the first thing that came to my head was, yo, Hulk, though. Yeah, I feel like we still sleep on Hulk. Yeah. Still. Yeah. We know how good he is now. Hulk not puny banner was such an increase to his defensive ability, uh, along with his increased defensive ability. That was so bad (laughs) he needed. His increased strike, like he got so much better. And we still never take him. Why do we ever take Hulk? I know you don't like you're not as big of a fan of the high threat characters because you just want I want your as play many style characters is on the more table. anyway, yeah, which is why yep. Hydra's so perfect. Oh for my you. gosh, it is. <laughs> it's your affiliation oh. to a T, it. which is Tim. But yeah, Hulk is another one. Uh somebody, I think it was Ravensguard earlier mentioned that just in general, Avengers got a huge buff. Steve got better, Iron Man. Uh, got his Friday AI reduced in power. Yep. Hulk got way better. Mm-hmm. There are other examples I can't think of off the top of my head. Falcon <laughs> was a 2021 edition, right? I believe so. I, I think so, too. It's difficult because uh, in, in researching this particular episode, I was looking at release dates. And it's difficult to find past <laughs> release dates for things. Fair. But th- they may have been super early no, I believe they were 21. Yeah, I they think had they that, were that well. Christmas uh, leak of like Carnage and Mysterio, Fal- uh, yeah, Sam Cap, uh, Winter, no, War Machine. Yep. But I that wasn't last Christmas by any means. So Correct. they were definitely 21. One of the other big things we saw this year was Shadowlands Daredevil. Ooh, big, big change to Criminal Syndicate. It really was. One that was like, I, I stuck to, stuck to heavily. Yeah, you were a big fan of him for a uh, while. Yeah, I was. I mean, re-rolling against people that were doing the thing that I should have been doing, and, and that is taking objectives. Yeah. 
uh, I really liked. Also, the addition kind of a, a, of grunts as a whole. Oh, man, how did we, I did not think, yeah, grunts right? in general. We've only had three so far, but yeah. it's a big But one just came change. out. We've had the other two for a lot of the year. And there's so much potential for that. Like, mm-hmm. I really want, like, now more and more i want to see Iceman come with like ice golem grunts that would be super cool something yeah. like like there's so much potential with that people talk about like buckethead aim soldiers all the time and and in in like in all seriousness the Iceman thing is absolutely something i'll cut out of this episode but- <laughs> i just gotta i gotta slip it in there each time just a little something um just to be like don't forget about him but S.H.I.E.L.D. as a whole coming into the light in 2022, as well as Shadow War, Winter Guard, Sentinels. What else did we have? There was a bunch there's there. So much. There, there's, I mean, 2022 has been a busy year. For yeah. There have been like two, maybe three months that we didn't get releases. And other months had like five boxes. Right. It was right. August had three with Malkith and the two Winter Guard boxes. Oh, yeah. Wild Hunt. Which was like, woof. Yep. Um, anytime that they add a new leader to an affiliation is a great way to breathe new life into yes, it, it because it, it totally changes how that affiliation plays. Mm-hmm. Like Shadowlands Daredevil is so, your uh, was a Shadow War criminal syndicate is yeah. so different from Kingpin's it criminal is. syndicate. They just play completely differently. It's like different affiliations, mm-hmm. but it's the same characters. What's Kingpin's called? I can't remember now. I don't know. I'm assuming just criminal syndicate. <laughs> What? You have the site up. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I turned off my tablet a while ago. I want to bring it up because now I'm curious. Um, and, and that was, so that was huge for me. Uh, I ran the list or the roster or the squad, whatever you want to call it, that um, that Nate GG had put out a video of. I really appreciate him and what he does. I, I feel he is incredibly complimentary to the game as a whole. And that, oops, all rapid fire and rerolls uh, list. I adored. I ran it at a tournament uh, here locally that you and I went to. Yeah, which is the first time we met. We met Ben and Alyssa. Just gems of people for real who have become incredibly impactful to the network as a whole. Um, and uh, what a fun list! Hood as a whole also was was just way up my alley mm. in adding a little bit of support, but always as a detriment. <laughs> Is is something so that I've cool. provided to my friends and family for a long time, you know? <laughs> right. He fits in your Hydra so well, too. It's like, oh, you have bleed? Hydra's like, oh, well. Oh, no. I will say running Hydra against Sentinels. Is, <laughs> that was an unintentional hard counter. Yeah. I, I do appreciate that you hard countered it even harder by being like, yeah, let's do Legacy Virus. And I was like. Okay. I wish that was intentional. <laughs> All right. Fair. I wish I could say I planned that, but I was like, let's play another crisis that not on the same location. You're already immune to half of the things I can offer. And then, uh, you know what? Uh, fine. Whatever. Cool. To be fair, I forgot the healing conditions most of the time anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, real quick. Uh, Kingpin's leadership ability is called illicit network. Nice. How did we forget that one? For real. I mean, yeah, the year in review. I mean, we could just go on and on about things that came out and how much we loved all of them. Um, Grunts as a whole was kind of a big deal. And it was just cool to have something that like when it reminded me a lot of when Ant-Man and Wasp came out and we got the transform mechanic that we've seen a few times. Miss Marvel. Hood. 
hood. There's not a ton of them, but it's a new mechanic that does something new and cool and different where grunts are like very different mm -hmm. where, you know, you have this unit essentially with multiple models, but they don't have to be near each other even and work together. Uh, every time I play one, though, I always try to like Nick Fury. I want him to go first, then the grunts, but you yeah. don't get to choose that, <laughs> yep. which I probably why they set it up that way because it's just too good otherwise. Uh, I just I want to see more grunts, hundred percent. Yeah, I can't well, wait to see what else we get. I feel like they've done it very well too, just kind of as a whole, as far as keeping it a little bit contained, where it's not every affiliation now has a grunt, right? It's a couple. They come out seldomly, mm -hmm. and when they do. It makes incredibly thematic sense. You just got to use new Red Skull with his Hydra Troopers. I did. And once again, uh, those grunts have fallen into the same line as the ninjas did for me and as the shield grunts did for me as well, hmm. where they're the most deadly <laughs> model really? on the table. That's so good. Those I haven't Hydra totally troopers, watching that game, but yeah, those it's Hydra, gotta be good. Those Hydra Troopers spiked like six successes on a range four strength four energy attack that just dropped a model. Ugh. A Koye. You I was like, would. I'll weaken up a Koye a little bit. I'll soften her up so she can't bodyguard as much. Uh, nope, just down <laughs> in a single attack. Well, that's your uh, strength. You know, strength yeah. for attack is your sweet spot. It really is. You that's don't want to roll nine dice because you're going to roll eight skulls anyway. And but if I you roll did. Four, four attack dice, you're going to hit three or four or five of those things. I will say, just to touch on that game very quickly, um, What's the uh, Victory Assured is the card mm. on Red Skull. Used it at its maximum amount. If you're unfamiliar with how Victory Assured works, Red Skull, Master of Hydra, gets a B3, I believe six strength attack for zero power. He can take up to five damage to add a die oh, no. for every attack on that profile oh that's what you said on the beam right so <laughs> i was like huh i think there's a way to set this up so i can attack brian's um black panther shuri whole flank and iron man with a beam three 11 dice each yeah gross Blitz. out of no out of those oh it's another card okay out of those 33 dice, I did five damage to myself because I maxed it out. Yep, naturally. And I did four damage total. Oh, it was four? To the three targets. Wow, that's pretty good. I thought it was like one or two. It was one or two <laughs> per character minus one that just took nothing. That's I did, so bad. I did zero damage to Black Panther. Naturally. I did two damage to Okoye oh. and two damage. I'm, not, I'm sorry. Okoye was already uh, dazed at that point because the Hydra Troopers uh, can apparently roll more damage on four dice than Red Skull Master of Hydra can roll on 11. <laughs> so, I did two damage so to Shuri good. and Iron Man. So Nothing to Black Panther, and I took five. And you did a lot to set up that beam, too, like, because you were like, all right, it's probably shooting myself because I'm not picking up a cube, but, you know, I'll daze two, maybe even three characters. Yeah. What how about, about just, none? How about just zero of them? 
What if the answer was uh, just not there? But listen, that's those those are my rolls that happened. There was a couple others where I, I had spenders that rolled four blocks and three skulls. Like it's just uh, that's just that Tim France luck. But <laughs> I, there was one roll I remember where you had three. It must have been a defensive roll. You had three dice. You rolled two skulls and a crit, and you're like, "All right, well, at least the crit gives me a chance to use strategic genius." And you rolled it to another skull, and you're just like, "Yep, that tracks." <laughs> Should have used arrogance. So, ah. I, it's it's amazing how you still put out so much damage yeah. with roles like that, where there are games where I'm like, against Guardians. Last time you played Guardians, I was like, all right, I got a pretty offensive list. I forget. I think that was when I took the um, Wizards. Yes, Convocation. Convocation. With, uh, with, with the Senna. Writer? Was it the Sentinel? There was there was well, recently, fairly recently. I used Ghost Rider. I can't remember what it was in, mm -hmm. and you just pounded on damage like crazy. It was against Guardians because I remember throwing them with Groot. Yes. Yeah. Um, because that was the game. Alyssa does. She took a power banned every power. Took a power off of each. Took a superpower off of each character. Her and Ben together had to use all their channel points. Which, you, if you are unfamiliar <laughs> with our live stream, oh yeah, the power phase on Monday nights right here on the Twitch. Um. You can spend channel points to ban superpowers and reactives. You can spend channel points to give people power. You can spend channel points to take away people's power. You can, you can spend channel points to force us to play a particular character in the following week. Or give a particular character or player a bunch of rerolls. Mm. If there's a character you really want to see perform, maybe that character is on the winner guard. And maybe you're a huge fan of the Winter Guard. And maybe I would play the Winter Guard expecting you, very specifically, Ben, <laughs> to spend wow. points to help me. And then you do the opposite! <laughs> you take your power away! I laughed so hard at that. I, I misread it six times. I thought I was, I was like, faint. That's not what it means. <laughs> it's so no, good. He made a mistake. Just that about face. Oh, my God. <laughs> but... It, <laughs> It's an incredibly fun time. Monday nights on the Twitch right here. Uh, spend points to inflict the, uh, yeah, inflict, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, conditions, conditions on usually, the players. Usually against me. Confusion. But uh, it's, 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 it's an absolute blast. So with year review. Yeah. What about year ahead? Other than that, not just our typical wish list. What's something you would like to see for the game in general? Let me be a little more general in 2023 so we know zero things currently just the hydro outside tank. of the hydro that's tank it organized we have play. nothing yeah. else i we've heard rumors about it it seems like we're being set up for it but it does seem like we might have an overhaul to objectives totally down for that different way to play the game yes yep i like any other options to play the game Correct. Like uh, ultimate encounters. Yep. Uh, organized play kits. Anything like that. If there's something else to, to play it a different way, I'm down just because I love the options. I would love, and I know other people have said this, this is not new, but having a longer narrative event. Yes. That is not uh, custom content. That is something AMG actually puts out, I think would be very welcome. Uh, yeah. I like a campaign style yeah. would be amazing especially for local game stores um i think that would be stellar in addition to that yeah the 
whatever whatever ends up being this reimagining of, of crisis um, or just a shakeup. So that it's not so mm-hmm. like I always have to run these three things and I know if I have this base then I can do this stuff. I think the um, the premeditated portion of Marvel Crisis Protocol sometimes takes away from the overall fun. It can. Um, Alfredo's Taco Truck actually just put out a very good video on how to not lose before deployment. I saw that. And I like the, the title of that. It was good. And I think compared to other miniatures games and especially skirmish games, uh, MCP has done one of the best jobs as a whole preventing that feeling of like I lost before the game started. Yeah, because there's such good bounce back mechanics and whatnot that you don't. Correct. I felt like I've lost because of my deployment, but I think that's totally different. Mm-hmm. I do like the idea of shaking up the the crises because we haven't had one in over a year, right? Or about a year. The last one we got was the Rogit Rogit and Gambit box. One of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite. Um, Crisis, I by the way, uh, I did play that against Brian this past oh, week. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. The, the ambush token ones, not only is it high threat, everyone loves high threat, mm-hmm. um, except for Keepler. Yes, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> but it is if you are if you are choosing a lower threat, it is strategic and not fun based. Yeah, unfortunately. So, I mean, more threat means more characters on the table, usually yeah. better time. But uh, I forgot where, where I was going with that. That's fair. <laughs> what was I saying? We haven't had a new crisis in a while. Yeah. There's only about two dozen or so. So the combinations can get a little stale. Mm-hmm. Um, it, It's starting not nearly as bad, but it's starting to remind me a little bit of Warhammer Fantasy 8th edition, where there were six different scenarios yeah. to play. And they never came out with more. That was it for the whole life of the game of that edition. There were six to play and in I- a standard game. I do feel it's an unfair comparison because it has been updated somewhat regularly up until recent history. Um, and I think we know as a whole that there is there's some there's some change happening there. We have no idea what it is. If it's reworked older Crisis Eye, if it's a new Crisis Eye system as a whole, if it's just, you know, a, a new larger dearth of um, crises. Yeah, I, or a changing to the maps. I imagine it could we'll be any get a new option. Like yeah. you can play with the the original crisis rules rules, but then there's also you can play this way instead. Yeah, if you want. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. There's so many things Same. they could do with that. Uh, I love. I don't want it to go away from the objective based game. Correct. Obviously. Yep. Um. But I mean, the crises they've come out with so far, half the time I'm like, how do they come up with this stuff? Like, what? Yeah. This is so cool. So I don't know if I just want more crisis cards or something very different. I know the big, the only, the biggest complaint I ever hear from people about this game is the fact that the crisis cards are spread out throughout different character packs. Mm-hmm. Which for people like us that have been playing from the very beginning has not been a problem. But people Correct. that join later, it's like, well, I can't find this box anymore because it's it's not in production or it's difficult to find. But I want yeah. to have this crisis card. Um, I'm assume I'm going to kind of assume AMG is going to get away from that and go for more like yearly card packs. So it's like, here's a card pack that has a bunch of crises in it, maybe some errated uh, mm-hmm. like tactics cards. I don't think 
maybe we'll get a yearly card pack like the 2022 card pack yeah. with updated character cards. They implied pretty heavily they weren't going to do that. It wasn't going to be like a regular thing. I think that is the right call to not say that it's yearly and to not have it yearly. You don't want every June, July, August to be like, well, it's all changing in a couple months anyway. Right. So I'm not going to do any of this until I know what's up. I think altering and affecting the game when it needs it is the way to go. Mm -hmm. um, and to put any cycle or rotation about that is you're already in the wrong frame of mind as far as supporting a healthy game system. At, just in general as a whole. You don't want to get into that... Uh, you know, that uh, GW, like, well, it's been two years, so it's a new edition, and you have to rebuy all your books. Yep. Uh, you don't, you don't well, want people to ever have books. that feeling of just like, well, I'm part of the cycle now. If I know I'm busy personally in the next two months, there's no point in playing the game for the next year. That's a very bad feeling. That's a mm -hmm. very bad play experience. And that very legitimately is what took me out of Warhammer as a whole and brought me to MCP. That's a huge part of it, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that the game is turning three, yep. like about now. Big year. Actually, uh, very, very, very big year. Which I, it's a good time to start shaking it up and yep. giving it some change. Um, I don't know. I don't think any of the core stuff is going to change at all. Just the way that, I mean, changing in how the crises work would be a core thing. But yes. like, I don't think they're going to ever ban characters. I don't think they're ever going to anything like that or have those on a rotation. Like, mm -hmm. oh, if the character is in CP number one through 50, you can't use it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think they'll ever do anything like that. Like magic does. Right. Like you only use the last three cycles or whatever kind of thing. I mean, that is somewhat exactly what they're doing. Well, they're doing something similar with tactics cards. I'm saying with yes. characters. Yes. I don't yes. think they ever yep. will. I think that'd be crazy. Correct. That's the game's all about. Um, but bullseye. I would like to see some <laughs> just, say bulls, just bullseye. Yeah, just in general, <laughs> both the character and uh, response to your comment. Bullseye. But I would <laughs> like to see something. Just give us a big shakeup. I'm fine with that. Yep. Personally, like. I don't play this game nearly as much as some people out there. When we're talking to like the Montreal Shark Tank where they play 30 games a week. Mm -hmm. Like I would get bored of this game too fast with that. Just with my ADD mind. Like I don't want to play it that much. Also, just in general, shout out to the Montreal Shark Tank. Great guys. Like, Love them. <laughs> a bunch of really good people. I Like I want something different constantly, which yeah. this game is perfect for me. So, like, the fact that we haven't had a new crisis card in a long time is like, I don't want to play any of these crises anymore. I've done them before. Like, I just want something new all the time, which is probably a character flaw of mine. But, <laughs> you know, it's like AMG or MCP has been really good at feeding that for me. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a new month. So there's new models coming out. There's new options. There's new things to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it's, it's almost built into the structure of the game as a whole. Right. Yes. Where we saw Rogue and Gambit come out. And it affected a lot of affiliations. Mm -hmm. Rogue was incredibly popular out of affiliation. She was a big splash choice, even for a four. In Convocation, in Cabal, Rogue was, you know, chucking size four terrain all over the place. She's so good. Uh, Gambit, not as much. But listen, you know what I mean? He's uh Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. He's not bad. He's but no he's mega not level rogue. mutant that you know got lobotomized not, oh, on purpose. Oh, he is. He is. Look it up. A mega level mutant. I'm not gonna look it up right now. I know you're not, but like in six to seven weeks, when you're like, 
I remember uh, my name's Dan Cole when I said uh, Gambit is an Omega Level Mutant. I'll be like, no, that's not how it happened. But that'll be the one episode I'm not on. <laughs> like that'll ever happen. Yeah, uh, fair. <laughs> Once again, we'll because I'm here to defend somehow. Gambit as an Omega Level Mutant. I have no problem with Gambit. Being an 11 uh, Omega Level Mutant. All right, so in the Krakoa era, he's not on the list of Omega Level Mutants. Because he was lobotomized. By Mr. Sinister. But he can be resurrected 20 years ago, without that lobotomizing. He is resurrected as he was remembered by Professor X's backups. His psychic backups. Psychic okay, backups okay. are affected by lobotomies. I can see that. Okay. That's a good argument. Mm-hmm. 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 Listen, Gambit's very strong, very powerful. And uh, the fact that his card uh, that says the word steal in it doesn't steal objectives is a shame. I know Keeble is still mad about <laughs> no, that. That was, that was actually specifically for him. <laughs> it is a shame that he doesn't have a steal thing like Black Cat. But at the same time, I get why it's, they wouldn't want yeah. that too often. Like, it's a super powerful mechanic. It's incredibly impactful. And it was like he's they, they built him more as a turret than the objective stealer like they would have to really i think they would have had to totally overhaul his attacks do something totally different he's all about generating those wild effects yep you know as like a wild card yep i, I like that about it i, yeah, think, I think he's he, perfect i don't think he needs to steal yep i could see getting a different version of gambit somewhere down the line where he is more the thief instead of the fighter he's more of the what the thief oh is was there an H in the word you said earlier? No. Oh, okay. I love that episode. He talks about the thieves and assassins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode of the 90s show. But. Assassins I, look weird. I think that'll bring us to a close. There are a couple honorable mentions that, that simply we didn't have time for. As you know, on this particular show, when Dan and I are together, we go on tangents pretty heavily. We're but pretty good today. We were. Outside some, of Final Fantasy VII some, <laughs> Remake. Some honorable mentions that that were heavily changed and saw a very nice um, expansion over the course of the year Black Order. Oh, yeah. We talked about that before, and then we forgot about them. Yeah. First of the Black Order. Huge change to that affiliation. Very big one. You there, don't have to take Thanos anymore. There was a you know a very clear four model splash that could effectively go into any roster that could just allow you to play Black Order if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, and that has changed up pretty considerably now. Super Giant and Black Swan were huge. Very, very, very huge models. Really, uh, out of all giant. the models that are all in my garage that I won't go into because my mother-in-law's cats are there and I'm scared <laughs> to let them out and be blamed for them running away, uh, Black Swan is certainly the one there that I really want to get out of my garage. Still there. Just send your son in. Tried. They won't do it. It's it's a matter of as soon as you open that garage door, those cats are going to take off. How does she feed them? She, listen, I'm not going to get into that right now. It <laughs> involves literally the process that I just said, except no one else is around. So it seems made up still. You know what I mean? It's one of those like I'm invisible if no so one. Somehow can see your mother-in-law feeds them, but no one knows how. She goes into there. Did you just ask her to to grab that model for you? 
I don't know how to, so once again. I don't know if this is possible, just say as a potential solution. That, listen, if there is someone that offers immediate solutions all the time, I think it's usually me. And that's true. <laughs> and uh, I have gone through the gambit, a charming thief, some might say, <laughs> of uh, of options to get my black swan out of my garage. And she's still there. None of them have uh, none of them have prevailed. Yeah. Black swans there. My honor. God, Bergumagaller is there. <laughs> if you're a, an adeptus mechanicus player, <laughs> I have a tech priest. I have uh, probably a couple units of the um, the mounted dudes from adeptus mechanicus. Oh, yeah. On the chicken walkers. Oh, the chicken walkers. Yes. The dragoons. Yes. Sidonian dragoons. Mm hmm. I have I have them in there. There's a lot. There's probably there's actually two to three probably Anamagar Boomballers in there. Yeah. So you had a sizable Admech army. I did. It's trapped. I did. Forever. Trapped. <laughs> trapped, uh, I say. With Black Swan. <laughs> who I've never been able to use. Just go get them. I'm gonna let those cats out. Just get get something to hold in front of you as like another wall as you open the door and then you can slip in. You know cats can jump, right? Just like, yell a bunch or something. I don't know. Scare them away from you. I, hey, get away, you cats. <sighs> I haven't spent a lot of time around cats. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I'm trying to take that into account here, but just know that any aggressive movement towards a cat, any yelling towards a cat, <laughs> provides an unexpected direction that they fly they're like a football when they bounce you never know which way they're gonna go that's actually very yep that's yep that's it most of my experience with cats have been my sister's cats over the years and the last cat she had did not like me yeah there was a time where visiting her one time and she was like oh if you need another blanket whatever just go down to the basement and get one this cat was huge first of all mm. i went down to the basement to get a blanket yep going back up the cat's just standing on the stairs but like lengthwise across the stairs so i couldn't go past him and i was like move go just, like shoo and he just looks at me and then like i tried to move and he like got closer and i was like no because i don't want to touch him with the blankets because then i get right. cat hair on the blankets correct that i'm going to sleep with yep and then i'm going to be uncomfortable and my eyes will itch and i'm going to mm -hmm. sneeze and it's going to be mm -hmm. not fun and he just wouldn't get out of the way till he started hissing at me so then i was like daddy go help me get this cat <laughs> Hate that hated that cat. It's dead now. Oh, that that took a turn. <laughs> yeah, he died like seven years ago. But listen, that's still recent. <laughs> Not really. Yes, it is. Dan, do you have a pet? Have you ever had a pet that yeah. has died in the last seven years? Yes. It, you still think about it? I didn't like that cat. He was mean. That's he also. <laughs> We had the so we were staying in this little guest room that yeah. wasn't really a guest room, and we tried to like uh put something up against the door. Otherwise, he just pushes the door open and comes in because it wouldn't latch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we kept trying to put something else there, and then he would just make it in any way. I don't know. He was big enough and he would push the thing out. Oh, we had a diaper pail because Lily was a baby. Yeah. And he would just push it out of the way. And just finally we just gave up. Do you think a diaper pail, just as a heads up, just as far as your experience, do you think a diaper pail, even sideways, could block an entire garage door opening for me to get in to block Black Swan? No. Okay. All right. You can like a, like a plastic tote lid, maybe, or like two of them, hold one up higher. I don't know if my garage is narrow enough for four tote lids to block the entire width of the door. Oh, I keep forgetting that it's a... <laughs> 
Oh, uh, never it's mind. It's a garage, Dan. <laughs> I, Garages have garage doors. I've never had a garage with any place I've lived. Wow, wow. Okay. I totally forgot it's like a whole garage door that has to open up. I kept imagining like a door you open. I've been to your garage a bunch of times. You have. <laughs> we ate pizza out of there for my birthday this year. Like th four years. <laughs> yeah. How did I forget that? Okay, that does make it difference. Yeah. All right, so you need to enlist your son to con build a contraption to build like a secondary wall as the door opens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Long story short, that cat got into our bedroom, the room we were sleeping in, yep. and it just knocked stuff over all fucking night. Was just that cat. Daniel. I know he got he got me worked up there. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Daniel. Gosh. <laughs> Gosh. My bad. Gosh, gosh. <laughs> Cats. All right, DJ. But <laughs> here's the deal. Mm. If you or someone you love has an idea. Has been abused by cats. In how to get my black swan out of my garage. <laughs> hit us up on Instagram God. at The Professional oh, Casual. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash professional casual. You can email me directly at tim at professionalcasual.com. You can even go to the website and leave a comment, and it will go to my email as well. Um, there's a bunch of ways to do that, but the one place to do it would be in an Apple podcast review or ah. a Spotify rating or... Uh, maybe just a you know an old audible review. I never remember to do that in this show. Right, that would be super appreciated and really helpful to help uh, other people find the show. Help us get into the ears of other people that need to understand why Bullseye's the best character, why Iceman will never come out in this game, and uh, why Dan gets real animated about cats. <laughs> that said. <laughs> That really does help us out a lot. We also really heavily appreciate, as I said earlier in the show, our patrons at patreon.com slash professional casual. For real. Especially Cider Drinker, uh, Bicon, Leroy, Tony Hot Hands, Rob. Uh, there may even be a new addition to that list. Bastion. Bastion is not one of the new ones. But. Dr. D. Dr. D. Cake sitter. Has become a professional cake sitter this week. And we really want to thank all of our professional cake sitters and our King Dean Doppeldungers. Thanks, Dylan. For supporting us and allowing us to do what we do uh, every week. So thank you guys so much. We really wouldn't be able to do it without your support. Mm -hmm. um, thank you. And thank you to everyone at every tier of the Patreon. Even uh, the research team that gets access to the Discord gets access to a whole bunch of stuff where when we put out something that I'm like, yeah, just all patrons, it goes to everybody. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much. Uh, legitimately, really, it uh, there is a, a tremendous cost to doing what we do and equipment fails and needs to be replaced. This is uh, we're going into our third year here. And uh, it is it is one of those times where, you know what, there's <laughs> there's a lot of expense. Don't to, buy all your stuff at the same time. <laughs> to try to stagger it <laughs> to doing what we do. And uh, we, we, we very legitimately couldn't do without you. So thank you. Um, that said, though, right here on the Twitch. If you follow us, you get access to the discord as well. 
If you have Amazon Prime, you get a free sub every month. Uh, you don't even need to spend the dollar a month on the Patreon. You can just get access to the Discord by subbing right here. Mm-hmm. Once again, those reviews are super impactful as well. Helps us get to more ears, more ear holes, and more people that need to understand why Phantom X should be in the game. Lastly, yeah. we are going to be at Everwinter on the weekend of December 10th in downtown Boston. Please, if you haven't already, head to Wicked Dicey. If you are anywhere in the Northeast area, pick up your tickets. We will be giving away some raffle tickets to listeners of this particular program. If you are going to that event, we will also be hosting a seminar there that you can sign up for. Uh, I believe it is listed under expert streaming by the Professional Casual Network. Uh, That is a very limited seating event only. You will have access to all of us directly if you have ever considered trying to get into streaming or broadcasting as a whole. And we will be giving you literally all of our, uh, all, all of our secrets. Not all, all of them. We have three. I'll give away at least two and a half. <gasps> but. Unheard of. LVO, we will be at as well. Broadcasting and streaming all of the probably largest in-person MCP tournament ever. 200 tickets. 200 all sold out 200 players i would absolutely plug you to go buy tickets to that event but you can't you know what you can do though is head over to wickeddicey.com buy tickets to everwinter and qualify for lvo Mm. if you want to get into that tournament and especially get into that tournament and get a pretty decent advance on a lot of the other people going. The place to do that is any LVO qualifier. Everwinter is one of the places to do that. Not only that, Taylor has been slap chopping right here on the Twitch on Tuesdays. I'm going to be slap chopping either in person or on stream here very shortly as well. Uh, the, The gentleman that created the slap chop is also going to be doing a seminar at Everwinter. Once again, downtown Boston, weekend of December 10th. Please come hang out with us because it should be pretty fun. I'm super excited. They have recently expanded to a larger venue. This is a a growing season for them. Uh, As far as getting into a convention, like as it is really hitting its peak and and growing to the area it wants to grow to, uh, it's one to get into. Uh, Boston, downtown. Super great, super safe. I've been there. I didn't die. You hey, know what congratulations. I mean? Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Boston, I was not super nice conscious for most of it, but like, listen, I went to a Celtics game for a work deal. What? In the box. What? Why did you do that? Uh, 2018. Oh, okay. Yep. Before the network was around, I was in a suit. You know what I mean? I was working for Liberty Mutual. Liberty Bibbity. Uh, you know, Limu the Emu was like, hey, Tim, you know where you should go? The Skybox at the Celtics state Stadium. I have no idea. For the season opener. Ah, that's cool. And I went and then I wandered around downtown Boston and uh, was fine. So great place to go. Great place to see. Great place to see us in downtown Boston. We the weekend of December 10th. Guys, thank you so much. As always, we love you. Stay safe. And remember, it doesn't matter how you paint. 
just matters if you paint. I'll go with that. Matters that you paint. Yes. It matters that there's paint. Somewhere. Somewhere. In existence. Mm -hmm. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to give you a real quick, real, 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 real quick deep cut, right? You want this, right? Smarties. You have them left over from Halloween and Necco wafers. No one ever eats them. They're gross. So grind them all up by color <laughs> into a palette, right? It turns into a powder. Add a little bit of milk. Okay. Not skim, not one, not 2%. Whole milk. This will make a paint between the Smarties and the milk. It's pretty much like a contrast. It's almost like an ink. Paint your models with that. Send me the results. Twitter.com slash top tier casual. Please don't. Instagram at the professional casual. Regular email. Tim at ProfessionalCasual.com. These are the places to send your milk, smarty, Necco wafer painting projects. Just buy paint. Don't do it. You, you have the materials in your house. Don't buy paint. It's a waste of good milk. Just make milk paint. <laughs> I, I want to see you paint your spider head bot, sentinel spider bot with milk smarty paint. It was ready. That night I was supposed to stream when I got held over at work. I had so much shtick planned. I felt it was wasted that I'd prepared so much. So now I'm leaving it to you. <laughs> there's one at, secret. At home. There's still more out there. Listen, oh what I figured out how to do with the shell around sprees is inspired. <laughs> but. When do, you, when do you come up with these things? You'll oh, listen. <laughs> Mostly, I, listen, I commute two so hours. You a have day. a lot of driving. To two hours a day. I commute to and from work out of service. <laughs> No satellite radio, no audiobooks, no nothing. Just me alone with my thoughts. That sounds awful. Dodging deer. <laughs> and uh, listen, I'll, I'll come up with some paint alternatives. But guys, thank you so much. I love you. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And if you don't, uh, you know. Use milk, it to make paint. Milk paint. <laughs> like a Renaissance painter. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.